They're speaking with gravity, and I am curving. I'm B. I'm Ty. I'm Turkisa. Joshua. And we are hosting the podcast, Speaking with Gravity, that talks about mental health and how everything affects everything. With every episode, the goal is to have a conversation that will make you think, make you feel, make you do what is best for you. Um, I'm a therapist. The four, four out of five of us are therapists, but this isn't therapy. It's a podcast. Special guest, yes, um, yes, Miss <laughs> Turkisa Allen, and Turkisa, I'm gonna give away to you to for you to in, kind of introduce yourself, tell us who you are, um, what you're about, whatever you want us to know about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kervin, and thank you to all of the other superb guests here. Um, my name is Turkisa Allen, and I am the owner of Align Focus Counseling. And you can find me on Instagram at aligned underscore focus. On Facebook, you can find me as Aligned Focus Counseling. And my website is alignedfocuscounseling.com. And I also have a Psychology Today profile. So if you want to go that route, you can do that as well. Um, I like, I have a passion for people, but really to meet them where they are and without the BS, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So there's another um, therapist uh, here in South Carolina, another African-American therapist here in South Carolina, um, that we wanted to make, have an opportunity to uh, or give an opportunity to highlight. So uh, young Garvey, Mr. Joshua, uh, is going to give us our Twitter discussion today um, to kind of set us up for what we're going into, what the, the episode that we're going into. Most definitely. Uh, Twitter discussion of the day. One of the things emotional intelligence teaches us is that what's right for you isn't necessarily right for everybody else. Your subjective opinions, preferences, beliefs, and values are your business. You don't need to convert everyone to be just like you in order to feel safe enough to be yourself. (laughs) This is brought to us by uh, Maryam Hassana a spiritual teacher, and you can find her at, on Instagram, at Mary, I'm going to spell that, actually, because this is kind of, <laughs> I don't want to mess it up, uh, M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-A-S-N-A-A. All right, uh, and that's, you know, uh, I definitely like what she's saying, well, how you emphasize that in mm-hmm. your yeah. business, because... <laughs> You know, you can't make people feel what you feel. You can't make people think what you think. And um, you <laughs> you give out what you give out and hope that they respect it, but definitely respect uh, other people uh, for what they bring to the table. Yes. Cutie uh, of the hour. Cutie of the hour, which is another version of fun facts, information for you to be able to give to your colleagues, coworkers, church members, or friends. New, new research appearing in the latest issue of the Journal of Personality show declining levels of emotional intelligence in Western college students that were completed between 2001 until 2019. Mrs. Khan. All right. And wow, our, that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's big. Our episode introduction. Over the last few decades, there seems to be a rising 
of individualism. Attitudes, behaviors, and interpersonal interactions have been directly affected by technology and social media. Mm. As a result, we are seeing less empathy, bonding, and emotional closeness. Can we, as a society, be decreasing in emotional intelligence? Mm. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I didn't mean to interrupt your, your introduction by slamming that thing down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uh, all right, so emotional intelligence, that's where we're at today. We're going to talk about triggers, motivation, self-management, uh, all that stuff. So let's begin by defining emotional intelligence, which also can be, for, well, we refer to it as EQ uh, in our field. Um, the opposite of IQ, um, <laughs> I, I like to say at least. So uh, the, the definition that I found was, and we can elaborate on that, is emotional intelligence refers to the ability to identify and manage one's own emotions as well as the emotions of others. I'm just going to leave it at that, that one sentence right there. And I always talk to, uh, to people about that in general, and that's, that's one of the foundations that I come from if, if we're if you're coming to see me as a therapist, I want you to be completely aware of who you are, what you like, what you dislike, and how that affects other people. Then you won't be surprised when you get the response that you get <laughs> when you engage in people. Big facts. Uh, y'all have anything else uh, that y'all want to, you know, just kind of add to what is, how, if you had to put it in your own words, what is emotional? Uh, intelligence, if you had to put it in your own words. You know, when we was coming up with this topic, Josh was like, yeah, that's a, that's a big topic. Big. So, like, well, well let me kind of change that question. When you think emotional intelligence, intelligence, what do you think? What's your first thought? I, I mean, I think of, to me, it's big because it's awareness of your emotions. You know, the emotions, uh, emotions can run us, can, can run our lives, can run, can ruin, ruin or, you know, make our lives, you know, better. Um, so having an awareness of how I'm feeling in this moment, how I'm feeling in that moment, um, and the impact that it's having on my life, the impact that it's having um, on me, on other people around me, that awareness, that speaks to awareness, I think it's so important. And uh, having the emotional acumen, I would say, to speak about your emotions, you know, with people, and to have conversations, you know, to, to allow people to speak to know about their emotions as well and to not judge to you know it's just really big um it's just really big oh, emotional acumen emotional you know, acumen you know like when, I'm, when, I'm looking I, up acumen right now <laughs> let's go I, I looked it up before this so i have nothing to fear at this time but you have, it should flow right off too i can make some stuff flow now you, you got it even you if got it's it. not even if it's not Right. Uh, you did know, that. Yeah. Emotional acumen. Acumen means the ability to make good judgments and quick decisions. Okay. Awesome. You digging it? Mm -hmm. yeah. You got it. Yeah. I mean, vocabulary lesson one hundred and one. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when we when we saying this stuff, I want to make sure people yeah. know Definitely. you know what it is and how it, uh, it relates to them. That's how I learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, that's how I learn. I'm listening to different podcasts. I'm listening, uh, listening to lecturers and stuff like that, and say, "Oh, okay, that's what that means." And then I put it into my own vocabulary. But uh, okay, bit time. <laughs> I, I like that. So, uh, anybody else? What does it? What, what does uh, EQ means to you? Do you see people abusing it? 
mm. that phrase, emotional intelligence? I've heard similarly. I haven't seen people abuse it. I think people are becoming more knowledgeable about the term, but still lack some insight in what it actually means. Yes. Um, so I guess on the positive side, it's good that people are becoming aware of the two words, emotional intelligence, mm, you yeah. know. Um, so it's always a good thing, you know, to get the conversations rolling about what it actually means. Um, I think they're going to start abusing it after a while. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like that with everything, yeah, right? The, like when something catches on, people, people start wearing true. it out. People start taking it to other places, you know. I think it's just a matter of time. Because I know like a few years ago, when the concept was introduced to me, I was working in workforce development, dealing with people from all walks of life. So it was very important to, you know, to, to have that have that skill and to develop your emotional intelligence and show other people, you know, um, how to do so. Um, I know at that time there wasn't like a whole lot on YouTube about it. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit about it. And I think it's developing into something a lot bigger now. And you know, people, it's only a matter of time, I think. So if you're watching this, definitely, you know, hone in on this episode and get an understanding of what it is before people start messing it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that it's not, it's also not a final destination point mm. either. Right. It's ongoing. Just as self-awareness, motivation, our empathy, all that continues to grow. So until we leave this earth, we're still learning about our, ourselves. Come on. Um, we don't know ourselves as, as good as we think we do. We know ourselves where we are right now. Right now. And that's if we even in tune with ourselves. But I think it's an ongoing process. I love that. And what you just said, uh, what you just gave out was the uh, the five components of uh, EQ, or emotional intelligence, which came from uh, the psychologist Daniel Goldman. That's how I learned. I was actually in grad You said it was a couple of years ago that you had heard it from your job, yeah, right? Yeah, probably about three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say it was grad school. It might have been grad school when I was introduced to it. Because I don't remember it in undergrad. But either way, uh, self-awareness, there was five components, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. And I like what you're saying about self-awareness. Where you're at now is not necessarily where you may be five years from now. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually was having this, uh, this, this discussion with my son. I don't even think I realized I was talking about, uh, about it in, in this way. But as you grow, I was explaining to him, as he grows as a man, he may think he's a man at 15, but he's going to have a different thought of what a man is at 20. Right. Uh, and and, and you know, as these five, three, four, five years come along, it's just constantly changing. Um, you know, our goals, we only look at it like, okay, my goals are changing. But it's your, you know, your body, your thoughts, your, your feelings change about stuff. You know, somebody can say something now to me, and I just roll off my back. Whether a couple of years, where a couple of years ago it wouldn't have rolled off my back mm -hmm. like that. Um, I had that little man syndrome uh, a few <laughs> years back, so I felt like I had to prove that I was bigger than I was at five seven. We all go through it, yeah. No, not everybody. <laughs> I, think I, had, I think I had it bad, man. I was five. I remember seven. you back then. You used to walk a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Thirty pounds, soaking wet, and I was like, "Oh man, I had to prove that I was, just, you know, this this big person." Um, but you know, you know, yeah, you grow. Definitely. But uh, self awareness, self regulation. We hadn't talked about that. 
uh, and then you you sent us a video about that self-regulation thing, um, just being able to uh, express your emotions appropriately is, is how uh, it was explained to us, and that's even big, right? Mm-hmm. So very big. You know, now that I'm saying that, what is expressing your emotion appropriately? If I'm having to say it, it's different for every Everybody. every right. person, right? Um, <coughs> but just because you have this, if if I had to say what it is uh, to what it meant to me to express it appropriately, is to do it at the right time. So if I feel there again, I'm, I'm gonna use myself, uh, me and my wife. Oh boy, I don't know. Oh Lord. Uh, Take your time. I'm about to go into this story. So, uh, me and my wife, we meet uh, at her homecoming, uh, Payne College. uh, Yeah, Payne College. Uh, That's where I met her at. And I think it was about the third anniversary, her third homecoming that I went to. So, me and her had been together three years at that point. Um, I did not express my emotions appropriately uh, (laughs) at this time. Uh, She's back at homecoming. And she's meeting, you know, she's meeting people that she's went to school with, right? right. And somebody gave her a hug <laughs> that I did not know. <laughs> and, you know, was engaging and talking to her. And I was like, nah, I don't like the way this is going. So I approached him. Now, there was really no reason for me approaching. It wasn't like he did anything really disrespectful. He didn't? No. Nah. He really didn't, but I just felt some type of way about it. And I had to let it. Huh? Was it a vibe that you felt at all? Or you really, it was, right, so it was really just you concerned? We, were, we weren't there together, right? I mean, well, when I say we wasn't, we wasn't, like, we wasn't next to each other. So she was across the room. So I couldn't feel the vibe, but I could see the vibe. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's a, no, that's, that's the thing now. That's yeah, the thing now. Yeah. And I saw that that wasn't a vibe that I wanted <laughs> in that moment. So I was like, oh, yeah, let me go yeah. over here and address this. And I did just that. I, I addressed it. Uh, How did you address it? Because was there anything to address? It, it wasn't anything to address. That's the, that's the problem. It wasn't anything to address. And when I say I did it inappropriately, I, I had a thought in my head. Defense. I went with that thought, and I ran over there to address it. Right? I didn't talk to her about it. I didn't give myself a chance to really process it. Mm. Well, I kind of did. I was sitting beside somebody, and I was like, yo, did I just see that? And this person who don't really know me at that time was like, yeah, yeah. you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> So he didn't make it any better. Right? Somebody that validated yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he validated it, but he didn't. He didn't know her. He he didn't know her. He didn't know our relationship. You asked the wrong person. I, wrong person at the wrong time. And like, like you say, he validated what my thought was in that moment. Again, I, I went over there and made an embarrassment out of myself uh, and us as as, uh, as a couple. Uh, and I had to come back and, and apologize to her, but to to kind of get back to what. I'm, where I was going with this is to process it in the appropriate manner would be for us to wait. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I seen when you was over there, this happened. And, you know, I felt some type of way. But what, what's up with this? And then, you know, she would have said whatever she had to say about it. And I'd be like, oh, okay. I processed that wrong. So when we're talking about, like, really checking yourself, like, man. I and that's hard to do in, in the moment sometimes. Not what is it? Not to impede, 
Okay. And pitch your whiz. You have to cut your whiz. Yeah, you know, you got to get it. But I want to. When I think about emotional intelligence, I think about you evaluating yourself before you even mm-hmm. went across the room. Yeah. Because yeah. emotional intelligence is is where is those feelings deriving from, mm-hmm. and that was about you. And the fear of it was my little man syndrome. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and see, that, I think that's the thing that Seriously. people don't really want to address mm-hmm. is it isn't just about the circumstance or the situation at hand. It's about the feeling that you were experiencing within yourself. And so because you experienced that within yourself, that was your method of response. And I think when you recognize where the origin of that feeling came from, that is what allows you to alter your response. That is what gives you the insight to say, you know what, it, I need to check myself, not on regardless of what's going on, because one thing we do know is you have no control over mm-hmm. at that time you know, your girlfriend, wife, to be's response, or the individual there. The only person you can have control over is self. And so when I'm having conversations sometimes with people, I tell them, allow people to show you who they are. Like, yeah. really, in that moment, that's what the weight is about because I'm not going to change you. Like, who you are is what you're going to do. What you want to do is what you're going to Let's do. Go. And so I have to really look at myself. What am I having this? Am I experiencing this emotion because of something that has happened to me in the past where I felt like I was being disrespected? The idea of it is, is why did you feel like you were being disrespected? What about that situation made you feel that way? Because you were bigger than me. Okay. (laughs) See? And that's, again, that, again, is your own will. And I think, like, when we talk about emotional intelligence is really dealing with the origin of why am I feeling this way? A lot of times we are afraid of our own rejection, our ideas of, you know, exactly. somebody trying to disrespect us. But in essence, it's not about them trying to disrespect us. It's not always that. And until you identify what that is, I think you can't have emotional intelligence until you r- realize where the emotion is originating from, mm-hmm. right, before you can get into any form of regulation. And I think emotional identity is where you really begin to move in towards right. emotional intelligence. And, and let me say something. And so I want to encourage y'all, that takes time too. Right, like, yeah. That <laughs> takes time of like getting to know yourself and understanding your emotions. That's like Kervin, if he hadn't, you know, had moments like that where he, you know, been getting to know himself and his emotions, then it would have been hard for him to take that time and do all that, all that thinking, mm-hmm. all that processing in that moment. So to be good at something like that and to be emotionally intelligent, that means like getting with yourself and really sitting down and understanding yourself, reflecting on experiences that you're having or that you um, or that you have had and saying, okay, you know, what, what, what led to this? So that next time you can react, you know, you can respond better emotionally, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, reflection and um, introspection is Introspection, big. let's go, right. yeah. Um, That's it. Always sitting back and really thinking about it, but also what I like is processing it with somebody, um, processing it, processing it with someone. Yes, um, it's open. Of course, the right person. Preferably, yeah. I would say a therapist. But there, are, there are people maybe in your circle, in your family that you can really talk to, uh, that can help you process your, process things because you know what, we'll be surprised. Things make sense in our head. <laughs> but then when you start talking about it out loud, you be like, man, that didn't. Again. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And you that, need that people to tell you that yeah, what yeah. you're talking ain't right, man. You need like, somebody to call you mm-hmm. on it, right? Um, 
But then let's go to motivation, right? Knowing the what and the why. What and why I do the things that I do. Uh, I encourage people a lot of times to kind of go back to like knowing where you came from, uh, knowing your parents, knowing your siblings, knowing your your family. Uh, that'll give you some insight into, not necessarily answer it, but give you some insight uh, into the why. And then, of course, your experiences itself, within itself, mm-hmm. throughout lifetime that have brought you to this point where you at. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too far into that because I'll be, tell- be talking about myself too much. Um, that's so. all of us. That's how you teach other people. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like what you said when you said to go back and, and learn yourself because it made me think about the episode I just sent you guys with Pastor Mike Todd um, Jr., which is, it's been like three years, but he's talking about all strings attached. And, you know, he's talking about family ties and then daddy issues. And a lot of times the way in which we respond to situations in our adulthood has a lot to do about the experiences and exposures we had in our childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think that people oftentimes don't want to connect the two or they don't want to recognize that it, it isn't about saying I'm an adult now so what happened to me in my childhood shouldn't affect me, but the way in which I've processed and the way in which I've learned how to respond and think about things has a lot to do with the teaching that I developed as a child Let's or the go. teaching that was demonstrated exactly. to me as a child and so if I don't recognize that okay I've been taught to think this way it isn't just how I think I've been taught to think this way that's the only way I can unlearn what I've been taught is if I recognize that you know it was wrong and he even pointed out the scripture in particular where he was like train a child up he was like but what happens if your training was wrong Mm -hmm. and you know and I and I had to think about that like really what happens if my training is wrong? What happens if the way I've been taught to think about things, and in essence, how it's been validated, like you said, you know, self-defense is validated. But in some essence, if I'm not talking about the consequence of self-defense, if all, all evidence is not there, it's my word against yours, right? Mm-hmm. That is not self-defense. If it's just my word against yours, we both want to jail. Right. You just being defensive. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. The consequences of that behavior. So what, what you when you said that it really it really just, you know, tied intuition, just how important this this notion of becoming intelligent and becoming aware of self is. And I think we've kind of iterated that on every session. It just continues to manifest that really knowledge starts with self. Yeah, it does. does. To understanding just the development or human development, you know what I'm saying, understanding the brain. Our subconscious isn't fully developed until we really hit around the age of seven. Mm. So with that, between zero or from birth until seven, my subconscious is being programmed by the individuals around me, the environments that I'm in. So if I'm in what is deemed a stressful situation and I'm observing my guardians responding to those stressful situations, I too am going to learn when when there are similar situations, this is how I respond. So Mm -hmm. as a 25 year old, I'm going to automatically go back to that program that I've been 
programmed to have to <laughs> yeah. respond to certain situations. And like they said, until I take a moment to unlearn some things, because we can feel within our body when yeah. emotions are unpleasant. Yeah. Vibrational sensory. So if I'm feeling like I'm operating at a low vibrational frequency, meaning maybe feelings of discomfort, sadness, whatever you want to identify those feelings as, because that's important too, to be able to learn to label these emotions, then it's up to me to be able to change the way I'm perceiving what I am experiencing by allowing myself to take some time, breathe. Yes. People don't understand breathing, natural breathing techniques can help create space between you reacting or yes. responding to a situation that can increase those unpleasant emotions. Right. So being able to take a moment, retreat, rethink, respond. Shout out to my older mentor, uh, Miss Danita Benjamin for, you know, instilling that in me early on. Like really take a moment to retreat, sit back, breathe, calm down, process, whether it's me by myself or with supportive people who are gonna help me kind of see what I am experiencing differently so that I can feel differently and start, you know, to label these things and just move forward. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Don't let that go over your head, that breathing. That is important. Yeah. Don't let that go over your head. I like what you said. I'm, and I'm thinking about, again, my situation I started off with. Even if I hadn't changed that thought of me being disrespected or whatever, I could at least, in breathing, rethought, like, what, what the consequence is going to be behind mm -hmm. this. Facts. Uh, what what can happen next when I do what I want to do? What is going to happen next? So, uh, I really like what you just what you just gave us. Uh, so we 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 said self awareness, self regulation. We talked about motivation, um, empathy. Ooh. Empathy is another part of the uh, component of emotional intelligence, and I really feel like empathy nowadays. And this is I'm generalizing. I know I, I probably shouldn't, but I feel like it's lost now. Um, I just don't, I don't see people under, I don't see people understanding it, and I'm not sure if they try to understand it. Other, other people's emotions in, in, um, in whatever situation that they're in. We're just so quick to respond or to react to whatever it is. I mean, you can, you can see it on social media. I even feel like, and y'all might disagree with me on this one, I feel like it's really, that's what leads to our council culture, like not having the empathy for the person. And I, I'm not talking about maybe some of the extreme situations like, uh, or maybe I am talking about some of the extreme, extreme situations. I'm gonna say R. Kelly. All right, uh, I don't certainly don't agree with what he did. Uh, I'm not really thinking about like, oh, trying to understand him. But when we talk about counseling and not listening to him at all, mm -hmm. right? So we're not gonna listen to him. Cool, we're not listening to him, but we're not just hurting him. He got kids out there. Mm -hmm. And he's got he still got people that are relying on his sense of income. And when we're saying counsel him, all right, well now those people are not able, may not be able to eat. You know, I don't really know that situation. So that's what I'm, I'm that's what I mean by having empathy or at least thinking it all the way through. Uh and maybe that's a bad example. I wouldn't say that's a bad example. I didn't think as far as like <laughs> counseling, not listening to his music anymore, but for me, empathizing with him, understanding what led to the actions that he chose to act on. Understanding R. Kelly's mm -hmm. childhood and upbringing too. He mm -hmm. experienced a lot of childhood trauma and not to validate or excuse the actions he chose, but understanding again from zero to seven, if his environment was 
consumed with the things that he experienced on, we only operate in the subconscious mindset five five percent of the time, maybe ninety. Well, ninety five. Well, five percent of the time. Excuse me, ninety to ninety five percent of the time we're operating in the subconscious mindset. So, if again my subconscious has been programmed from zero to seven, and the things that I may have experienced from zero to seven at twenty five thirty. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to go back to those habitual habits and things. And, again, it's not to justify the things that he did. But I just kind of empathize with him. It's like, I kind of understand why he did what he did. Look at the things that he was going through. However, when we know better, we do better, too. So it, that, I guess, for me, when you speak of empathy in regards to just R. Kelly's particular uh, case, I didn't even think about the financial part. It was just more so. Yeah. And I he, ain't surprised by his actions, just based yeah. off of the little knowledge that I have gained about his upbringing, you know. Um, and especially if he didn't relearn anything, if he didn't go through therapy, and people were enabling that part, enabling him exactly. and his and his situation. Um, do you, Do you feel like some people are naturally more empathetic? My immediate reaction, yes. I, I, some people, yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, I, I don't know. I, uh, yes, I do. I think uh, more people are more empathetic, but I also think um, you can learn. Right, so I'm a, uh, there's four of us. Uh, I have an older brother, younger sister, and younger brother. So I feel as if uh, I was also taught to be empathetic because you have to think about, you have to look out for your younger siblings, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So that kind of that kind of taught me as well, mm -hmm. as opposed to a person who uh, is the only child or there's 15 to 20 years between them and their next sibling, who are they gonna be empathetic with, right? right? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we could get into that post that you put about sharing your toys, but oh, okay. who, who, who are they gonna share their toys with? You know, but, and when I say get into the post, maybe she'll come in and explain it. You know, so people have differences of opinion whether you should or shouldn't uh, focus on sharing uh, uh, your toys. She had a very interesting point on it but that shows that could help show uh empathy with sharing and uh, caring for um your, si your younger siblings so to answer your question yes i do think people are born with it but i also feel like they learn it too you know, you know it's amazing what we are born with like we, we are all different people yeah so some of us are going to be born more empathetic and more emotionally more, more emotionally intelligent already, but that doesn't mean that they don't continue, because as, as uh, Takisa was saying, you continue to grow, mm -hmm. so you gotta continue to challenge yourself. You gotta mm. continue to reflect as these things happen to you in life. Uh, a lot of times we don't do that. We just we no. just live our life, we just go through it. I made it through, or man, I, I accomplished this, and not just sit back and reflect on it. And you know, if you don't, when you don't do that, you don't even give yourself credit for the things that you have done. Um, shout out to uh, these two over here who, unbeknownst to them, they give me, they, they are mindful of, yo, <laughs> be mindful of what you have done or what you are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, they, I don't know if they actually know what they're doing, but they, they make me think about it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I eventually own it. I might not own it in that moment that they're, they're addressing it, but I eventually own it, and it makes me, for the most part, feel good. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And some people don't know what they don't know. Mm. Absolutely. So even if you come up in a certain environment 
or you were conditioned, whether it was the people, or you can even come from a, what's considered a great environment Absolutely. and still be conditioned and influenced mm -hmm. to think something else. And our society is a prime example of that. You're not every, most of the commercials on television confirms that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You're not smart enough. Um, you need to do this or you're, you trash. Right. Um, if you haven't caught up to this, USOL. Like, yeah. it's yeah. whatever, sorry, sorry for you, you know, and the, which emphasizes what you just said, Kervin, about, you know, people that, that has, is showing, showing a decline in the, the emotional intelligence where people just don't even have that empathy. They don't have any connection with people because you've been taught to always base yourself off of some other mold that doesn't even apply to you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But we just get so caught up, and when you don't know that whatever it is that's not working for you, you don't even know that that's jacked up, right? right? You don't even know right. it's shady already. You just doing what you know and walking around, you're ignorant. Which is why I think it's important to understand how you feel right. as well. You know, being in tune with, I may not be able to identify what this may be, but how I feel is not making me feel pleasant. Exactly. Because, yeah. and that's if you are able to differentiate what feels good and what exactly. doesn't feel good too. But for the most part, paying attention to that gut, like the gut is the second brain, you know, mm -hmm. and I ain't going to get too, too many details <laughs> about that, but really paying attention to how you feel. And if you're noticing, don't feel too good if you're at the appropriate age level because right. when we're dealing with kids you know that's a different ball game too but if it ain't feeling too well i may need to do something differently because i know what makes me feel good and if i don't know what makes me feel good kind of going back to what josh mentioned too we need to find stillness you know and if you yeah. don't know how but really understanding curve i think you mentioned this too really being able to sit back and reflect on the things that i've done but just to a different magnitude like Reflecting on how the situation makes me feel, reflecting on how being around these individuals make me feel, reflecting on how I see myself and how I make mm -hmm. myself feel in order to kind of shift and move differently to become emotionally intelligent about the things that I'm experiencing. But yeah. Peace exactly. be still. Peace <laughs> be still. I mean, I know that's scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big. Like, and I, I mean, I feel like, um, and the reason I brought that up, um, I never dealt with somebody that was like, um, been around somebody that's like, this is just how I am. This is just how I am. Man, I hate a, I, I hate when um, people do that um, and they haven't really, you know, really reflected on the pain they could be causing other people with that. You know, that's, um, I mean, that's lack of empathy sometimes. Yeah, or themselves, you know. Um, and, and so I just want to encourage people to, to, you know, to do that, to, to, to please reflect and um, not just be a bystander, you know, for your own, you know, sometimes toxicity, you know, mm -hmm. um, not just be a bystander in that, but be active in that, you know, and um, be active in making sure that you're showing up, you know, emotionally, I think it's um, important. What, what helps y'all with, if, if, you, if we can all answer this, what helps you with your own empathy? What helps you have empathy for people? When stuff um, happened to me. <laughs> That's usually how we learn when stuff happens. When you, when you hit rock bottom or you get shamed, embarrassed, um, you just all the way out there, just out there on a ledge. When you are there in that space of even desperation, just mm -hmm. when it affects us, that's when we the light bulb starts cutting on, at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to even say, um, I love that. I'm going to even say when things happen to other people, 
I'm the type of person, for some reason, sometimes I put myself in other people's shoes really quickly. And it's almost like, you know, I'm experiencing, okay, this would that happened to me, you know, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. And so immediately I kind of, you know, I feel a certain way about that other person. You know, I don't, um, I don't, it's hard for me to judge them, you know, once I, once I get in that, once I put myself in their shoes. And I think sometimes it's hard work to put ourselves in oh, other yeah. people's shoes, <laughs> believe it or not. Like that can be, for some people, I think it can really be hard, hard work. Um, sometimes, it, you know, it can, it can be painful to, um, to go through that mentally, you know, with somebody else. And to not judge someone, I think, sometimes. Exactly. Um, I'm with you on that, Josh. I think for me, to just coming from a perspective of counseling out all judgment. And I don't know, I guess mm-hmm. I'm just a natural empathizer, if that's even a word. Empathetic <laughs> individual. I mean, I always want to know, dang, how did they get there? Right. I wonder how that happened to yeah. them. And then immediately I just go, well, maybe childhood could have been later adulthood. I don't know. Immediately I just go to those things and it's just like my heart go out to them and I wish yes. them well. And that's me, but just trying to cancel out all judgment because you never know a person's story. Exactly. Never know. I, I think I'm a collaboration of all things. I think life experiences have taught me empathy from a very young age. Um, I think being able to see even other people at different stages in their life as well as being able to see myself in different stages of my life. Um, also being able to have conversation with people. I think so often we get away from real genuine yes. conversation and the power of conversation because yes. when you can have conversation with people and you begin to understand something it gives you a different perspective right. um, and I think that's what I appreciate most about graduate school because undergrad kind of set a foundation for me but I also always thought I was right in my perspective a lot of times mm. graduate school taught me that while you may have validity in your perspective, your perspective is not the only one right. that matters. Mm-hmm. And so I, over time, have been able to cultivate empathy by that experience. Like people are constantly changing and the world is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that allows me to be empathetic to people because I understand, okay, this is a season in their life right now that regardless of what anybody says or does, they're going through something that is is difficult for them, right? right? Forget whatever it is. I just think about myself. What is it? What do I feel like when I'm going through something that's hard? Mm-hmm. How does that make me feel? Like, really, what does that do to me? Okay, now, regardless of what they're going through, this is hard for them. Yes. Right? This is really a challenge for them. So what what do we do? But I also use that same level of empathy to hold accountability. Mm -hmm. Accountability for myself and accountability for others. And I think this is where you have to become intentional about the people that you have around you because if you're not aware of the people around you, your emotional intelligence can decline automatically, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think like the reason my emotional intelligence was able to go up around me is because in grad school, the people around me were also in looking to expand their emotional intelligence, right. right? And so a lot of times people could say, well, you might be right, but here's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But if I was with somebody who always said, oh, yeah, you're right about everything, you're right about everything, like, that's validity too, but <laughs> it's validity in a sense to where I don't feel, oh, well, I knew I was right, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's the common, you know, the, the accolade is that we, we want to be right, right? Mm-hmm. The intent is to be right, but sometimes it's, it's not that. And, and how deep 
we can go off into tangents when, you know, our perspective is is incorrect. <laughs> and uh, you know, for me, with empathy, what helps me with empathy is realizing that we all grow at a different pace. Yes. We all learn yes. at a different pace. And maybe that person just haven't reached that quite yet. So, you know, let's give them a little bit more time before we go in on them. Um, social skills, that's, that's the, that fifth co component, building relationships. Uh, mm. He just touched on that. You know, yeah. communication, <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's that's key. You can't you you can't build relationships without communication. There's no way possible can you do that. You can't just look at somebody and be like, "All right, we good." We friends. <laughs> <laughs> we friends. And you know what? I think that happens in social media. A person will post something or they'll put something up that you like, and yeah, you all of a sudden in your head, we good. Mm -hmm. We good. But you don't know that person's background. Right. You don't know what they they really think. We we're speaking on spirituality. Well, not really spirituality, but we we're, we're talking about spiritual stuff in the last one, last episode. But you don't know um, what they think spiritually. You don't know what mm -hmm. they think uh, educationally, mentally, so on and so forth. So being able to have that conversation uh, is great. So uh, in general, yeah, I guess to kind of end this this uh, episode. How would you guys say uh, to, and we've said some of it, how would you develop emotional intelligence? And when I say we've said some of it, we did say to reflect often. Um, that was one of the things yes. we all agree on, was to reflect often. Uh, you said communicate. So then communicate. Trusting and listen to your, your inner self, the, the inner body within you. Um, one of the things that I, I'm learning as you're talking about that is that um, Ty put me on the Prime video, The Heal. Is that the name of yeah, it, right? Yeah, And Heal. so one of the things that stood out to me is that he talks about stress. And what stress does is it made me think about there's stress in every element. So the physical, emotional, and mental stress, right? And so anytime that we experience any elevation of stress, it creates a feeling of discomfort. Discomfort is the first indicator that something is wrong. And so being able to explore for yourself, what about this situation makes me uncomfortable? To me, that that is one of the key foundations in expanding emotional intelligence, is recognizing that their body is under some form of stress. Where is this stress originating from? And what about this situation makes me stressful, right? Is it that I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not good enough? Am, am I afraid that somebody's going to reject me? Am, am I afraid that I, I actually may have what it takes? What is that origin from? And I think over time, as you begin to learn that self-awareness, you are then engaging in reflection. You are then listening to yourself. And you, in that essence, are beginning to develop your own emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for that being wasn't here. It. Everybody else got to be <laughs> I mean, you kind of summed it up. Yeah. I, I would agree, you know. We need to start letting you go last. That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just paying attention to those things within the body, honestly. Your body is one of the biggest communicators. Um, mm -hmm. And so not ignoring certain things, all oh, this just... 
I'm just stressed, but I'll be all right. You may label it as stress or just a little heart pain, yep. little chest pain. You don't think that that's an indicator that something is going on and understanding that brain-body connection is, is real. When we speak of emotional intelligence, the amygdala, which is our emotional brain, kind of sits, sits near the brain stem. The brain stem is what connected to our spinal cord. Our spinal cord flows down through the body. So if I'm experiencing some type of emotion, whatever the emotion is, I'm going to experience it in my body just mm -hmm. based off of where the emotional brain sits. So being able, I think I mentioned the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system, when we experience fight, flight, freeze, dissociation, whatever the case may be, you're experiencing those things within the body. Well, the parasympathetic nervous system can initiate a natural calmness by just breathing mm -hmm. to slow those things down so you exactly. can then get in tune with, all right, what's going on? Because what I was just feeling wasn't serving me. How can I kind of process and figure out Again, what led to the origin of that emotion? Process it, talk about it, do what I need to do for me to feel better. Right. That's the thing for me to feel better. Um, but stress is the number one indicator for all illnesses, all illnesses, mentally and physically. But yeah, D summed it up. Uh, <laughs> well, look, before you say that, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong on this. Didn't you uh, just kind of give them the polyvagal? Is that polyvagal? polyvagal? Yeah, you just gave them polyvagal theory in essence, right? Some, not all, you know, yeah. but shout out, to, shout out to Dr. Stephen Porges. I think that's his name. He's, yep. the, um, yep. he's yep. a doctor. I don't know if he's a psychiatrist, physician, neuro, but somebody. If, <laughs> if, if you want to know more about what she was just talking about, how you say it again? Polyvagal Poly theory. Yeah. Highlights like the vagal yeah. nervous system within the body. Um, Definitely Google that, um, and it's gonna give you. You know, she said it in her own language, so it's gonna give you the same thing. When I say she said it in her own language, she didn't say it wrong, but <laughs> she said it in her own language, and it's gonna give you, you know, more stuff. And <laughs> it might actually confuse you because sometimes we talk in these clinical terms, oh, yeah. and it gets confusing. But she broke that thing all the way down in a way where everybody can uh, understand it. Josh, you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, just want to say basically, you know, what what D and um, you know D sounded up and. Saisha, follow, you know, check your temperature, you know, check, mm -hmm. checking, checking your temperature and checking the temperature around you, you know what I mean? Um, people get shot for not being emotionally intelligent, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you think about um, officers, you know, and, you know, definitely, you know, black people being in those type of situations, um, you know, we, we put everything on the officer who definitely needs, um, uh, needs a lot of, um, needs to bear that burden. But um, also in those moments, you know, you have to think about your tone. You have to think about, you have to be aware of your emotions, checking your temperature, um, and checking the other person's temperature as well. They may be having a bad day, you know, and um, and not just in those situations, but in so many situations. You know, things go left really quickly because we aren't checking the temperature. Just want to also encourage y'all, you know, put a mirror to your emotions. Um, definitely do that. You know, before we leave the house in the morning, we're uh, looking at ourselves. Um, sometimes you know, for 30 seconds, sometimes for five minutes, trying to get ourselves right, brushing our hair and everything. Putting a mirror to our emotions as well um, is, is key. It's like very important. Um, you know, where, where are we emotionally? How, how our emotions, um, you know, how are we gonna be carrying ourselves for that day emotionally? Let's try to check that, you know, really early um, and, and get a hold of our emotions so that we can impact ourselves, impact our days in a positive way and somebody else's, you know? Um, so, yeah, let's do that. Do that. You know, um, trying to close out here, but you said something interesting talking about police brutality and all of that, but 
You know, it's, when you are emotionally intelligent, it's not just about I have a right to this. Mm. thinking about how it affects that that man trying to as a police officer they say he's trying to get home yes i know you're trying to get home to your family as well both of y'all trying to get home to y'all family right so how can we do that mm. without is exerting you know i have a right you have a right. if that if he's um determined to do x y and z to you and you really want to get home all right you got it because I'm going to get home and I'll fight it another way. I might not be able to fight it in this moment. You, know, I might, not, you might handle me right here, right now, but I'm going to at least be alive to kind of go back at you and maybe fight in the court of law. And even if I lose that, I still got my family. My kids still get to see me. I still get to put wisdom into them and allow them to, uh, to grow and be better. And maybe they that person's boss one day mm. who just handled you. Like, come on. Like, let's get home at the end of the day instead of just being like, okay, it's my right. I, I, I need this. You got to get this to me today. Um, no cap. Yeah, this, when you said that, but that thing touched me mm-hmm. because really we losing people because mm-hmm. we're not emotionally intelligent. Yeah. We're losing people uh, in our community right here with, that we can touch, but also that we see um, from time to time. You know, That thing still resonates with me mm-hmm. with... Uh, uh, Mr. Floyd, yeah, George Floyd. And I still think about that sometimes. I rem- I remember uh, having a conversation with uh, another person who was uh, don't look like me, and they were trying to get an understanding of it. And I remember being surprised at how emotional I got, mm. trying to explain to him that I saw myself in George Floyd. I saw my son in. Uh, what's his name with Tamir the Skittles? Tamir Rice. I mean, Rice. Yeah. So many. I saw my son and them, like, you know, just being aware of all of that, man, uh, and then just trying to, trying to piece it together, man. I think what you point out is is that it, it, we as African Americans have to be more intentional about our emotional intelligence yeah. because yeah. there are a lot of things that are happening to us that we don't always have control over. And you know what I'm saying? I think we're fighting for control. Mm. And control in the moment doesn't change control long term, Mm -hmm. right? Because, and and I know people say, well, you know, know, we're not cowering out. We're not bowing down. But I'm with you in there's a way in which we fight things. Mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. When it comes to my son, I will fight you in law every single day. We can go to trial. We can do whatever. And, and, And legally... I, in a particular, there was an incident, and I, I guess we kind of going on, but there was an incident that happened where, in the midst of COVID, my son was at daycare, and, and a young young boy of a, another ethnicity bit my son in the lip. And they validated it by saying that my son had head-butted the little boy. And um, me knowing my son's nature, that's not who he is. He's not aggressive. He's not in that manner. And instantly... You know, Mama Bear wants to rah-rah, right? Mama Bear Bear was ready to snatch some hair, some loose. Shake the table. Baby, the table was always shaking. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) But me in emotional intelligence, what does that do, right? One, I'm in the vicinity of a school, so that puts me, whatever I do here, right? I'm going on trespassing. Mm -hmm. That takes my child out of daycare. That puts me in a position of now I'm 
an offender, right? I'm the victim, but now I've become the predator, right? Mm -hmm. So now I've changed who I am in the situation. And they ain't even focusing on my son anymore now. They're focusing on my behavior mm -hmm. as a result of that incident. So his situation is minimized. And one of the things I had to point out to the director at that time was is that my son is a little black boy. Like at the end of the day, he doesn't always get to be aggressive in this nature because had he responded in an aggressive way, we will be having a different conversation, right? And even finding out that one, my son never headbutted the little boy. Like, I'm not teaching him that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm having to be intentional about that. And so even the language that we use, my language was intentional. And I told her, this little boy, I don't care that he's three. He attacked my son. Do you understand it? So now I have to use your terminology. Again, emotional <laughs> intelligence, right? I'm going to take the words that you use to describe us to describe you, right? Emotional intelligence. Now I'm going to contact a lawyer. I don't want to talk anymore, right? So I'm comfortable <laughs> emotional That's intelligence. Right. I'm selective in the language that I share with you. Now I got to go and see what are my full rights? What do I have a responsibility to that protects me and my son? moving forward, emotional intelligence, right? But I did let her know. Part of me wants to jump across this table and rip your hair off, <laughs> right? I'm going to be direct with you because that's just who I am, right? But at the same time, emotional intelligence keeps me in this seat and keeps me communicating with you. And breathing. Right? I can and imagine breathing. when you breathe. Yeah, you know I was breathing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's what I'm saying. It, it, in that moment, you really have to be able to do a full 360 because if you just looking in one direction mm -hmm. the consequences of that one direction is going to cost you so much more if you don't and I think as African American people we do have to be intentional with developing our emotional intelligence because yes. people play on our emotions mm. that's how they get to us <laughs> yeah, is yes. by playing on our emotions and you can play on my emotions because I don't know them Mm. Right? If I don't know, know them, you have deep. the ability to play on me and use my emotions against me, right? Mm. You've got the ability to call me aggressive because you're going to say something to me that's going to strike out a feeling of defense, which puts me in a state of aggression, right? The emotion is valid. The response is critical. And that's Ooh. always what I tell people when I'm working with it. I'll never take away your emotion. You mad, you right. You got a right to be mad. You angry, you got a right to be angry. But how you respond changes everything. Yes. How you respond. Yes. That goes everything. That accountability component. Yes. It's on me. I can control the internal things right. going on. But anything external is beyond my control. But Come as long on. as I can manage the internal things that are going on, I'm okay. Right. Because what happens outside of me is really beyond my control. So mm -hmm. even if, like you were just, I don't even go down that point. Just having that, again, emotional awareness, being in tune with self. But this brings about another question. And I know we're supposed to wrap up. If we have children and we are encouraging emotional intelligence and they go into a different environment and they're being expressive about how they're feeling and someone minimizes it or brushes it off mm -hmm. and then that creates shutdown. Like how do what do y'all think about that? And like I guess how do we move forward with people who I'm I'm trying to be emotionally aware. I guess more so kids, you know, because as an adult I'm grown. You ain't gonna be trying to shoot down what I got going on. And you can, but because I'm emotionally aware, I know maybe I just shared the wrong thing with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. But I guess as far as kids, like that that, good yeah, if I ask that question. Yeah, you, you asked it right, uh, and I'm ready. Um, <laughs> validate. Uh, I validate 
whether that person that you try to do it, you try to be, uh, you try to share your emotions with, and they shut you down, I'm gonna validate exactly. you. I'm gonna say it was okay, and I'm gonna address that person that shut you down. Now, mm. whether I address it in front of my child or not, just kind of depends on that situation. Gotcha. Sometimes in that situation, yeah, I'm gonna address it right then in front of my child. Um, and then sometimes it's, it's, it might be best if, and I don't have a, an example right now, but maybe I do. Um, I feel like when we're talking about self-defense, right, right. you know, that's, that can kind of get tricky. So I might, uh, I'm going to validate my child for whatever he felt in that moment, mm -hmm. but I might not show him what I'm saying to that person because it might look like, okay, I'm okay with you defending yourself at, at all costs all the time because that's not going to be the case. So my answer, validate. I was going to say to what you were just saying, even being the example. Some, remember, conflict is not oh, always yeah. a bad thing. Right. That's a part of living and a part of emotional intelligence. So even being that example, not that there's a perfect example. Right. We're not cookie cutter people. But mm -hmm. being able to recognize, hey, my child doesn't know, but they get to know yeah. because now I know. And I know how to express it appropriately. Based on the environment we're in, this is how we solve this problem. Even if the solution is, this ain't the time, or this is not the day, but this is how we're going to address it. And that also, I'm not always going to be there. Right. Letting them know that, hey, you do, you are equipped, and you're capable because of who you are with, right? The resource you have, you are capable of knowing exactly how to have a strategy to face a problem and to fix it. Okay. These are possible solutions. These are possible consequences. Voices. And sometimes the consequences, you, they might it might be favorable for that situation. Mm -hmm. um, but it is necessary for us to learn how to face conflict and how to manage it mm, effectively Most and in a healthy manner. Right. And that don't always mean it's gonna come out nice. Um, but it's it's still even if it doesn't come out so nice with or kind I guess I should say, doesn't mean we still can't effectively portray our message, right. explain, get to what we need, express our what our needs are, so mm -hmm. we know how to set boundaries for ourselves and for other people, and that's whether they're going to be in our life or not. What about for individuals? And all of these questions are just coming up, but just for the, <laughs> our listeners. Um, those who I don't know how I feel or I feel numb mm -hmm. or how do I begin to learn about emotional intelligence? What do we have for those listeners? Like, just anybody. What no? Kervin said earlier, I will always encourage them to pursue therapy. Okay. Just mm -hmm. to be able to have a space, a healthy space, a non-judgmental space for them to be heard. There's power in being heard. Mm -hmm. um, getting to be understood and to feel like a person that matters yeah. and what you feel and think it, it matters. Not everybody experiences that. We can't mm -hmm. take that for granted. So having that is, that would be my first go-to. But then again, surrounding themselves with people that are different, that mm -hmm. think different from you, um, willing to call you out on some stuff, but also to be empath empathic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that way you get to get to experience what that even looks like and means for yourself. Because see, that's an, that's an individual inside job. Mm. That's what you wow. identify as what that, you're feeling, how you feel with sadness is the way you experience it. But theirs is gonna be totally different and it, and it has to be 
implement in a way where they know it's okay to be different. And when you say therapy, uh, I, I know when people come to me and they'll say, I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, that didn't come to my mind until you asked this question. And you got to think your therapist is not in your head. So they, they're not necessarily trying to fits you per mm -hmm. se, but they're trying to get a better understanding. Exactly. And, in them, and in them trying to get a better understanding, it is making you address your thoughts, address your emotions, address your behaviors, yes. and how they all influence each other. So I'm, I'm really big on that whole, of course, going to therapy, but even having somebody to kind of um, mm -hmm. challenge your thoughts. And I think people don't think numbness is a feeling, but numbness is an yeah. emotion. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think people oftentimes recognize that numbness is a emotion, but it's often the, the emotional response to a previous emotion. Right. And I don't think that people, people think you see the one or the other, but mo emotions are just like us. They coexist, right? Mm -hmm. I can be sad, angry, happy, <laughs> all these elements about the same situation. Yes. And I think it's to understand, okay, what about this situation makes me happy? What about this situation makes me feel that way? And oftentimes we want to sit down and process yeah. that, right? Because that's time, it is exactly. time consuming. And, and I don't got time for all that. But if you're <laughs> seeking to understand yourself, you have to make time for yes. it, right? Because that is going to allow you to be able to move forward. And it takes you from just this one. I think we, we oftentimes want it to be this lovely bow tie, one present. But it's not. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It, it's a tower of situation, and it's brick by brick to understand how I got to this place and how I got to this space. And I think when we're dealing with children is, you know, exactly what everyone else is echoing. We have to validate. But I think what she, what Ms. Turkisha pointed out was most important is helping them understand consequence. Mm -hmm. Because when they understand, everybody's not going to like you, mm -hmm. right? And that's one of the things that I have tried to teach my son exactly. now. Everybody's not going to like you. And oftentimes when we look at it, people who know who they are, most people don't like them, mm -hmm. right? When people understand who they are and how they operate, most times they don't have a lot of people around them, mm -hmm. right? Because they're in tune with who they are. And so it may be because they're selective about who they open themselves up to, but it's also because that makes people uncomfortable when they they can't, you don't flow with the wind sometimes, right? People right. sometimes prefer people that, you know, just kind of can go with the flow, uh, spontaneous as they like to call it. But sometimes spontaneity gets you in a lot of trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes being spontaneous can get you in a lot of trouble. And so like knowing your lane and knowing what works for you. And like we said early on, it's an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. It's not anything that's definite. It's not permanent. It's not stamped in stone. But it is a growing journey. And as you continue to grow, so, so will your emotional intelligence. Yes. You, you know, when you said it takes time, right? People don't want to take the time to kind of unload, unpack their emotions. Going back to the documentary that uh, we were referring to, the Hill documentary, it says there's nine common healing factors, right? Mm. Two of them has to do with emotions. One is release and suppress emotions. The other one is mm. increasing positive emotions. Awesome. So that means you got to take the time to address awesome. those emotions mm. if we want to really be fully, yeah. fully <laughs> healed or healthy in general. And I think oftentimes people don't want to experience what may unfold, you know, mm. uh, I guess kind of like the fear of the unknown. Well, if yes. I explore these uh, unsaid emotions or emotions that I don't know may come about, it's like, I don't know what can happen. So because I don't know what may come about, I'm just going to retreat and mm -hmm. just 
stick with what I currently exactly. know. Um, and then yeah. again, like D loves to say, you have the power of choice. But mm-hmm. remember, as you continue to make those choices, certain things are going to happen. You know, so. Yeah, yeah it I just had those questions. Yeah. Maybe better to confront that trauma. Thank you um, for those questions. We kind of went on a little bit longer, but hey, <laughs> it it was um, it's much needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and much when you needed. get in, when you get into a flow, maybe somebody will be able to gather um, from what we shared and, and be able to kind of build from that. Uh, at this time, Takisa, you have anything that you uh, want to say in general? You want to big up yourself? You got any <laughs> projects that you uh, you got coming out that um, you want to share with us? Or you can just give your contact information again. Um, mm-hmm. what, what part of the state of South Carolina are you g- giving services in? I'm in Greer, South Carolina, and okay. I do offer telehealth sessions currently at this time. So that's where we virtual. Um, but I like it. A lot of people have come around to telehealth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been convenient, especially when gas was off the chain. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, when people sure. really, and not only that, sometimes even having that space, some individuals may come on their lunch break in their car or in the garage, mm-hmm. in the closet, mm-hmm. um, just whatever. But I, I like the versatility of that. I really I like that. I am in Greer, and I do help individuals with anxiety, stress management, self-esteem, um, challenging you to to challenge yourself, um, a little bit of ADHD, depression, of course, and managing emotions as well. Some relationship issues also, but I love what I do. I'm so thankful that y'all allowed me this opportunity and y'all pushed me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Just learning. I like to be. I like to learn. So I'm thankful for this opportunity. Um, I just love it. Can I ask you what a, what a name comes from? Align Focus. That was me dealing with some of my stuff, Um, you know, because I didn't know what I was going to really come up, what kind of name I was going to come up with. I didn't want it to be something that wasn't authentic because it takes, I think you actually mentioned this earlier, it takes a lot of courage. You might not have said that word, but it takes time and it takes a lot of courage to be, to learn how to be okay with you being mm. you. Mm. And so actually trying to get things to a certain point, it was more about, I, I just need to stay focused mm. because my lane is my lane. So if I want flowers on that lane, I can put it there, but I don't need to be focused on everybody else's lane and how they got there Dang. and compare myself to this. But I've, I've done that and not to say that I still don't have moments, but I have to check myself on that. Mm, um, yeah. And I encourage other people to do the same because it's easy to slip into that. So it was yeah. like, you know, get it aligned. That's that's what spiritually that aligned with me. Mm-hmm. It came to me about aligning your focus because it's one thing, okay, I need to get focused, but if it's not lined up right, you all, you still jacked right. up. Mm-hmm. I love that. Are you accepting new clients? I am. Okay. I am accepting clients. I do see individuals. I do see teenagers as well. I don't see the a lot of younger kids. So if they're younger than 12, I typically don't okay. meet with them. Not that I haven't in the past, but that's the population I work with, and adults. Okay. And um, yes. All right, thank you. Thank y'all. Uh, thank you to Mr. Winston for holding down the audio and the visual production. Check him out on winstonjstewart.com. Big W. Subscribe to Speaking with Gravity on Facebook and Instagram. We're working on our other social media platform. Um, as they pop up, they're going to come on your phone. You click on subscribe. 
Um, we'll make it easy for you and put it in the show notes as we have it. And even if you don't have a chance to look at the whole episodes, we do. Uh, we take little clips here and there and post them, uh, and hopefully um, they're, if not funny, um, they're useful <laughs> from time to time. Uh, also, for your event needs, um, you need a, a little extra something to add to uh, whatever you got going on, whatever party or event that you got going on. Check out 6-1 Event Rentals. Yes, they got this 360 booth with the red carpet. Right. Um, the link will be in the show notes as well. Life could be picture perfect when you have the tools to focus your lens. Contact Kodak Ready Consulting Services it. for help with coaching um, and grief, and it's more on there. Uh, also, let's talk about it, the platform. Uh, questions to make you think about life, health, family, and culture. So much more. Um, on Let's Talk About it, he asked, what is Hot Girl Summer one time? <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew. Don't, nobody we knew. asking random people, too. Yeah. <laughs> just random people. What is F- Hot Girl Summer, Kirby? Matter of fact? Uh, somebody being fast. <laughs> okay. that's, that's, that's basically what, it, that's, that's what okay. I gather from it. Straightforward. Um, you know, follow Young up. Garvey, uh, a.k.a. Joshua Williams, on all platforms. And uh, to improve your mental health with therapy, sit with a therapist. The conversation is different. Visit my website, Gravity Counseling Group. We have wellness group, individual, family, and couples therapy. And uh, we're working on workshops. We're working on it with uh, Ty and D. We might even throw Takisa in there, too. Uh, (laughs) And thank y'all for taking the time to listen. You could be doing anything right now, but you chose to listen to us, and we appreciate that. Remember, I'm a therapist, but this isn't therapy. It's a podcast. Thank you.